Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. You guys sound fired up. I listened to the instructions last night. And Pastor Art said, don't stay out till 3 o'clock, so we stay out till 2.30. I'm rested, ready to go for the Lord. Amen. I love each and every one of you. Amen. I might not know all of you by name. I see many familiar faces, and um, I don't remember names too. I'm, I'm getting older. Amen. But I see faithfulness in this house, and I value each and every one of you that you spent your Saturday morning to be here. Amen. In the house of the Lord. Amen. We, we party on Fridays and Saturdays, so we're used to those type of things coming out at night. Amen. Praise God. I'm not that old. I still <laughs> fellowship league. Amen. But I value you guys coming out this morning to, to hear the word of God and what God has. Amen. And for us. Amen. And uh, we're just so, so blessed. Amen. To just be here with you guys this morning. And one thing I want to do before I, I get into the word this morning, I want to take time to just recognize something I learned last night that this weekend is recognized as the 21st anniversary of PC Las Vegas. Amen. We love you guys. We're proud of you. Amen. Your longevity in the Lord. Amen. Uh, uh, it's been many years since I've, I've came here and preached in, in the church. Amen. But I remember when this church got started. Amen. At the time, Sister Della and I were pastoring in Hacienda Heights, and we brought an outreach team over here. Amen. And uh, one thing I, I love, amen, in, in my life in, in Praise Chapels, getting to be a part of everybody's history and seeing how lives have changed and grown and got opportunity to do something for God, amen, praise the Lord, and it's such a blessing, amen, to, to be rooted in the Lord, amen, and I was talking about my wife, my beautiful wife over here, Sister Della, she's, she's a plant mom, amen, yeah. plant mom. Amen. She also, right now, you know, we're, we're empty nesters. Our kids are all gone. It's just us. And so we also do have a fur child that just came into our family. Amen. Our, our Asher over there. Amen. She's worried about him and stuff. Uh, but uh, just in, in the thought of being rooted, uh, I see my wife getting out there working on the garden. She has to get dirty, you know, get those, root, those things. And so I'm going to get a little dirty with you guys this morning if I can. Amen. I have a message the Lord gave me. I want to share it to you guys, and I, I want to impart, amen, something into you guys this morning, amen, that we, we practice and we live, and I want to impart this into uh, you guys this morning. I know I'm talking young people, some older folks, amen. There's even folks in here that are older than me, amen. Praise the Lord, and uh, praise the Lord. Godfather, oh, I'm sorry. Don't take me out, Godfather. <laughs> Amen. Isn't it good that we can have fun in the house of the Lord? Amen. But I want to part something into us. Amen. I want to talk this morning on the subject, Rooted in Covenant. Rooted in Covenant. And I'm going to look at Psalms chapter 
89, verse 34, and this will be our theme verse here. And the Lord, and, and David is writing and remembering his covenant with God and the, and the covenant that God made with him. And he makes a statement in this verse, and I want us to, just good verse to memorize. How many want to be rooted? Root, 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 root in covenant. My covenant, verse, uh, Psalms 89, verse 34, my covenant I will not violate, nor will I alter the utterance of my lips. One of the greatest testimonies we can have in our lives, besides being rooted in God, besides being saved and having Jesus Christ come in our lives and transform us, it's the continuing growing and becoming the man of God and the woman of God that God has made you to be. And that ties in to our covenant. The greatest testimony we can be to the world and to the kingdom of God is to be rooted in covenant. We live in a time that people do not value covenant. What covenant is, is a agreement between two people or more or two parties or so forth. We live in a time that that's not valued today. Marriage to the world is just a piece of paper. We, 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 you know, we, they, we know we love each other, we're committed to each other, but just in case it doesn't work out or let's be true, it doesn't go my way. There's a back door, and, and you know, and I'll see you later. We live in a time where everybody's going to the church hop. There's no covenant in the church. You know, we come to the church, and in the beginning, everything's always happy in the beginning, you know, honeymoon time. You know, oh, I love this church. The anointing's just moving here, Pastor Art, man. He preached a powerful word. But when Pastor Art has to start being the pastor, or when we start hearing a word and God starts getting into the dirty, getting dirty with us and getting into the roots, amen. Oh, well, I got to leave the church. God is calling me to go somewhere else. So that song comes to my mind. Let's go to the hop. That's what's going on today, amen. Everybody's church hopping, amen. We love Jesus, but we don't honor the covenants with the church. We have the work covenant, or what I call the business covenant. Or we have ethics. Man, Lord, bless me, Lord, give me a job. God gives you a job. And you don't put your 100% in that job. You have shady business ethics. You know, you, you utter things with your lips, but you're not honoring what you said. Amen. I remember many years ago, this guy got hired on my job way back in my early Phoenix days. And I, I remember this guy, you know, uh, he, he was there only a couple days. He drove his truck in. We all get company trucks, get to take them home. He drove his truck in, stuffed his uniforms in the truck, and left the note saying, I quit. Now, what kind of testimony is that? I don't know if that guy was saved or not, but if he was, I would have left a bad testimony in the boss's mouth, don't you think? 
Amen. Honoring our contracts. When the Bible talks about covenant, the Bible's full of covenant. The whole theme of the Word of God is about people not only rooted to God, but rooted to each other in relationships and, and covenant. Covenant means when two parties become one. What's yours is mine. What's mine is yours. I wear this shirt proudly this morning. This is a PC Las Vegas shirt. Because that's my covenant brother. He's my primo by marriage. But even greater than that. See, the Spirit's flowing. I'm becoming more bilingual. But greater than that, he's my brother. And I have a lot of brothers in this place. Amen. I know uh, Pastor Bobby for many years. Amen. And, and uh, Joe and, and Diana. Amen. And many of you here, I, could, I go around the room. Amen. We are in covenant together. And we have a shared identity. That's what I love about Praise Chapel. Because we all, a lot of us still carry that name. And, and, and the idea of that is having this shared identity and this shared covenant and who we are, who we know. Amen. We're sons and daughters in the Lord. And we understand that. Amen. Uh, but even side by side, and as great as that is, we are brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen. And uh, we have shared identity, shared destiny. Amen. Uh, and when this church is blessed, I'm blessed. Amen. Uh, I praise God. Uh, and when we're going through it, Amen. We're going through it together. Amen. Uh, because we are covenant brothers in the Lord. Covenant makes vows and promises and keeps them. And a lot of people made a lot of promises. Oh, Pastor, I'll be here next week. Man, I was touched. Never see him again. Where'd, they, where'd that guy go? He's gone. I thought he said he was committed. I thought he said God called him to the church. Covenant includes rewards and benefits. Amen. I'm one uh, membership sister Dell and I got. We have a certain card that we use and we do business and we're ethical with this card and we uh, manage it well and, and uh, we pay it off and different things like that. And because my wife is a wonderful great manager, and, but we get these benefits. And one time I remember going to see Pastor Ronnie and Terry, our friends in San Diego, Praise Chapel, and we went down there to spend time with them. We stayed at this hotel, and we were staying at this uh, Sheraton, and I pulled that card out, and she said, just a minute. I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> I was looking at her, babe, did you take <laughs> And they said, sir, because you are a member with this card, you get some more benefits. You get some more. You get to go in this room, and there's this fellowship room, and it was stocked with food and all kinds of drinks and everything. I told Pastor, well, this is where we're going to be tonight. Ronnie, amen, Terry, this is where we're going to be. You guys come with us, a really nice plush room, and they gave us all these things. And, and this guy asked me, how come you keep getting to go in that room, and I can't go in there? I said, well, you're not a member. <laughs> there's benefits and rewards in covenant. And one of the greatest rewards 
that I get, I get as a pastor is I get some good preaching coming into my church. Amen. Praise God. I trust these brothers when they come in. They're going to bring a good word. I don't ask them what they're going to preach, what they're going to say. But because we are covenant, amen, and because we are great brothers together, amen, uh, that I get the benefits of, of being a part of a fellowship. I'm not the Lone Ranger church out there in Phoenix, lost in the desert, doing my own thing by myself, amen, trying to do everything, amen. I am a part of a network. We are a mega church around the world, amen, because we network together, amen. And what's mine is mine, and what's yours is yours, amen. And together we take cities and nations for Jesus Christ, amen, under the umbrella of Priest Chapel. Covenants are not to be taken lightly. There's consequences and penalties in breaking covenants. In the other versions of the Bible, our verse tells us, in, in uh, um, Psalms 84, verse 34, it says, I'm sorry, 89, verse 34, it says, that I will not, the New International Version says, I will not dishonor my covenant because I will not change what I have spoken. Another version says, this is the, the conservative version, says, I will not break my covenant or alter the things that have gone out of my lips. The Bible in basic English. Now, somebody wants some basic English. Don't give me the king. Get, get, let's get down. Okay, I'll give it to you. Amen. See, Jan, run. I'm going to give it to you like that. This is what it says. I will be true to my agreement. The things which I have gone, the things which have gone out of my lips and will not be changed. Think about that thought. Our God is a God of covenant. We heard some good preaching last night from our evangelist, amen, uh, Brother Jose, amen, bringing down how God is a God of covenant. And his, we know that God's covenant with, was with Abraham, and God's true to his covenant. And Genesis 17, verse 4, tells us, as for me, this is my covenant with you. This is what the Lord is speaking with Abram, amen. He says, you will, no long, you will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram, but your name will be called Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. In Genesis 17, jumping down to verse 9, then God said to Abraham, and listen to this very carefully. And God said to Abraham, as for you, you must keep my covenant. You and your descendants after you for the generations to come. Galatians 3.29 tells us that if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. That means that you and I are to be covenant keepers. Amen. We are the descendants of Abraham through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And God has called us, amen, not only to receive the promises of God, but to keep the promises that are uttered from our lips, amen. If God is a God of His Word, and we are the people of God, are we the people of God this morning? Are we sons and daughters of God? Are we brothers and sisters in this place? We also must be a people that keep our word and keep our covenants with each other. Amen. God also made a covenant with David. Samuel, or, or in this verse, David's writing here in Psalms 89, verses 2 to 4. He says, for I have said, David's reflecting on the covenant that God made with him. 
He says, graciousness will be built up forever. In heaven, you will establish your faithfulness. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn to my servant David, I will establish your descendants forever and build you a throne to all generations. In Samuel 7, God speaks to David because David wanted the the temple to, you know, the the Ark of the Covenant was intense. And David says, I live in this beautiful palace. And how can it be intense? And God, I want to build you a house. And David, God told David, you know what? Because of my covenant with you, I'm going to build you a house. I'm going to build you a family that's going to have a throne forever. Amen. And we know on that throne comes Jesus Christ. Jesus himself made a covenant with the church. Amen. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 38, he says, For this is the blood of my covenant, which is poured out for many, the forgiveness of sins. Amen. And what covenant, amen, establishes, amen, a death that has to happen in covenant. And Jesus Christ died, amen, and gave his life and his blood, amen, to be in covenant with us, amen. And if we're going to be in covenant this morning, we must die to each other. And be rooted in covenant. Amen. If God is rooted in covenant, we as his people are to be rooted in covenant, being keepers of the covenant. Now, there's three primary covenants this morning in our relationships that I want to focus on. Because the Bible's full of covenants. Amen. So I dropped it down to three. I think that will be in relation to us, that will help us, that God values, and God wants us to value them. One is the marriage covenant. I pulled out the most powerful couple, I believe, in the Bible. I stood through it all, the thick and thin. It was Job and his wife. But you think about that. Job 31 tells us, verse 1 says, I have made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a young woman? This was said about his wife at the hardest time in their marriage. Now, we kind of forget sometimes that Job lost everything. He was married to a wife that also lost all her children, that lost everything, including identity. When you go through changes and things like that, your, your identity's challenged, and there's change, and there's hardships that could happen. Amen. Amen. Every marriage knows in the beginning there's a honeymoon, but then there's the, the real deal when you're facing responsibilities. And I know I'm talking to uh, some pastors here this morning and, and wives, amen, and and uh, there's the responsibilities and the pressures of not only just ministry, but of, of you know, guys, we work jobs and, and we have responsibilities, amen. Uh, and my wife, amen, works for the church and she takes care of everything, amen, that I'm not able to take care of, amen. Uh, I, we're a great team together, amen. Uh, and I know, amen, every marriage, amen, has challenges, amen. And, and we, we lose all the uh, the uh, uh, initial feelings of romance and everything. We're living everyday life, amen. And then we go through some trials, maybe with our kids or teenagers or, or whatever, amen. Uh, but Job and his situation, they went through some hard times. I, I believe even they, they had it out a little bit. We kind of look at this, kind of read through Scripture real fast. But you got to use your imagination a little bit. Here's Mrs. Job, 
The Bible will give her a name, so we're going to call her Mrs. Job. She makes a statement. Remember, she lost all her children. She lost all her assets. And she goes up to her husband, the man of God, and says, Look where we're at. We trusted God. We gave to God. God bless. And it's all gone. Why don't you just curse God and just die? See, I think there was, that was a fight. And you know, Job responds, Job responds like this. He says, you speak like one of the foolish women. Now, you know, if I had told Sister Della that you should. If we lost all our kids, if that, if that was us, and I said, you speak like a foolish woman, I think the Godfather would take me out. Amen. Where happened to Pastor James? I don't know. He just disappeared. Amen. See that little bump in the desert? That, that might be me. Stop. Stop. Investigate on that. But they went through all this stuff. And later on down the line, we don't get all the details of what happened, how they worked that, but they worked that fight out. They went through those trials together. And he said, there ain't no lady like her. I made a covenant with my eyes. I only got eyes for you, babe. Play the song, brother. He said, that's my lady. At the end of Job, they made more babies. That's a good marriage right there. Come on, somebody. Amen. He had stayed, amen, no matter the trials and the situations that happened, amen, uh, that they stayed in the marriage. How many singles have gotten this place? Singles, singles, singles. Okay. All right. Any guy singles? A couple guys. All right. Greatest thing a man can do. I'm going to give you some good, good stuff here. Talk about covenant, root in covenant, don't lose me. Greatest thing a man can do to express his love to a woman is to stand her before a man of God and, and marry her. Man, it got quiet here. I thought, that was good. I thought it was good preaching. That is good preaching. I'm going to say it again. Amen. Proverbs 18 tells us, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and finds favor. When I got rooted in my marriage, that's when I started prospering, man. I'll tell you what, I wasn't prospering before I got married. Pastor Bobby would be a witness of that one. Amen. I remember Del and I got married. She had the bigger place, and she says, Will you move in with me? Bring your stuff. I brought my, my bag of clothes, my guitar, and, and a microwave. That's all I own. I'm telling you guys the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I've showed my son places I lived in L.A. And he said, no, Dad, that's not true. He looks at us today. We, we're homeowners. Amen. God's blessed us. We're prosperous. Amen. 34 years. Of covenant. And I've shown places. He goes, no, Dad, that, you're lying. No, I'm not lying. I, I'm an exterminator. I said, L.A. didn't have pest control. It has bullet control. But the greatest way a man can express love to a woman is to marry her. 
And the greatest way you guys can express love to your wife is to stay in the marriage. In the hard times, in the tough times, in the ministry times, amen. Praise God. Your sister Del and I, amen. Uh, we've had some romance, but there's times we didn't feel the romance anymore. Amen. Adultery wasn't our temptation. Murder was the temptation. That, 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 was the, that, that was the temptation. Amen. We've been married, amen, for 34 years. I'd say a little over 30 years we've been ministry together and have all the pressures and everything that come with that. Amen. She told me, don't get involved in ministry right away. Spend time with the family. Amen. I married her and my two daughters. Amen. I have married a full package. Amen. I got three beautiful women for, the for one. And I don't use a, the, that word called step because they're my daughters. I, I love them. I love my grandchildren. Amen. We've had a great relationship, a great marriage together. Amen. But the Bible says to honor her and stay in it when the pressures are gone. There is no back door in marriage. There is no such thing as happy divorce. The Lord told me to leave her. I heard from God, man. <laughs> the greatest marriages aren't the marriages that can't go through, that, that are delivered out of hell. The greatest marriages are ones that go through hell. Trials, situations, temptations. Life didn't go the way you wanted it to go. But you trusted in the Lord. You were rooted in God and rooted in the covenant you made with the, the wife of your youth. Amen. Uh, and you stayed with her. Amen. Uh, and there's a great love that we have for each other. Amen. That can only happen through sticking it out. Now people know my wife in our church is first lady. But she's my first lady. Before she's Pastor Della to you or... Sister Della, she's my wife. I'll take you outside. You want to, you know, that, that, that part, I, I'm still, I might get in the flesh. I'm from L.A. You, you want to say something negative about my wife? You better hope I'm prayed up that day. I love her. She's beautiful to me. The greatest asset I've ever had in my life was this lady right here. Amen. I love her. She's so beautiful inside and out. Amen. There's blessings and a reward of an enduring marriage. Okay, let's move on. Talk about number two. The church covenant, which is like a marriage. You ever thought about that one? Look at this. Ephesians 5, 30, 31. How many want to go deeper this morning? You're getting uncomfortable? You might get a little bit more uncomfortable here. Ephesians 5, 30, 31 tells us, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. And this is a pr profound mystery. I'm talking about Christ and the church. Would you think about that thought? We have a, a beautiful marriage. We have our, my daughter, my son. Amen. 
My son's a beautiful, coming on more and more man of God every day. God's just doing some great things in his life. And all our children, the Lord's doing great things. Amen. And marriage is a beautiful thing. You stick it out. But there's also a marriage, I believe, to the church. I want you to get this. He says, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. This is profound. But I'm speaking of Christ and the church. And I'm speaking of Christ and the church. One more time. And I'm speaking Christ and the church because the church is very familiar and we can preach to the choir when we talk about being rooted in as God being rooted in his covenant with us and oh the Lord takes care of us but do we take care of his bride his first lady the church do we take care of his wife his bride is God takes this covenant very seriously. We live in a time today people don't honor the church covenant. Sister Dell and I, I, I preach without conviction. We've been part of Praise Chapel about 45 years of our life. That's where God saved us. That was my, my destiny. It's intertwined, Praise Chapel. I'm not in Praise Chapel today because the red carpet's been rolled out for me. Amen? There's been some tough things that's happened in my life. Amen. I'm not going to take time to get into it and give you any crying stories. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, amen, we're not here today, amen, because everything went right and everything went well. And somebody might judge and say, well, he's up there speaking. That's why, you know, he can say this. Let me tell you something. Amen. I'm not here today because everything went my way. I'm here because of covenant. Because God saved me in Praise Chapel. That's His bride. Now, there's the universal body of Christ, and I know God moves into other churches. But what I need to be concerned about is my covenant with, to the local church that God saved me in. That's what's missing today. There's this idea that we could just go to the hop and fool around. You know? Before some of you got married, you dated, right? We're not going to talk about that. But when you got married, the dating stopped. She became my first lady. Some of you don't have that attitude with the church. You don't get rooted in a church. The idea today is I can be a Christian, be a Jesus like this, and forget my brothers, forget my sisters, forget his bride. I'm the church. And the Bible says in the last days, listen to what, the, what Jesus said. First thing you read, when you read Matthew chapter 24, he said, do not be deceived. And there's deception that's happening today when it comes to covenant. I'm not talking about covenant with God. I'm talking about covenant with each other. Covenant with the local church. Amen. I thank God today I'm saved, amen, because there was a local church that the doors were open and there were faithful people in that church, amen. And one day I came in and I got saved. I gave my life to God, amen. In 1980, amen, my wife and Woody, 
Amen. Uh, and my sister-in-law, Angela, amen, uh, got saved, amen, uh, and God changed her life, amen. Uh, and all these years later, amen, uh, after, amen, uh, our lives, we had separate lives in the church before we got married. We were in ministry together, amen. We were, I was in band ministries, drama ministries. She was discipling women, amen, doing stuff behind the scenes, amen. And we came together like a perfect balance, amen. She had to learn how to be in front of people, and I had to learn how to be behind the scenes, The great marriage, great balance. And a lot of people today don't honor the covenant of the bride of Christ, the church. They said very flippantly today, the Lord told me to come to this church. I'm here, Pastor. The Lord called me. But the minute responsibilities are laid out, and responsibilities might be fulfilled in the beginning, but longevity. You know, I remember preaching my first message, man. Amen. I was 14 years old when I preached my first message. I preached on trials. <laughs> what does a 14-year-old know about trials, amen? I don't have that message anymore. I don't know. I didn't have a clue back in those days. I was just telling the story of Job. That's all I knew. Amen. That's the truth. Amen. But you know what? When I, when I got up to preach, you know what? Uh, I, I wanted to preach, and I, I didn't get shot for, for a while. Amen. I, and I became a musician in the church. It's fun when I first learned to play the bass. But guess what? I had to do it again. And I keep coming back. And when I'm tired, well, I've been out fellowshipping all night. Well, you're responsible. You've got to be up there and play and set up and tear down what goes with the, this. Amen. The glory is just the moment. But you got to set up, tear down, deal with sound issues. Right? Amen? we got to do it again. This is the commitment. Commitment. It's exciting to start Bible study, but you got to do it again and teach again. Amen? And teach again. Amen? But I had a long day at work. Well, I didn't get to prepare too much this week. But do it again. And let the Lord speak in you and through you. Amen? Covenant. Commitment. You are here today because of committed people in Praise Chapel. And I'm not talking about just Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. I'm talking about way back even to the, the early days we have been rooted in sacrifice and commitment. It takes sacrifice, faithfulness, and committed. Amen. And the greatest expression that we could express our love to the Lord is not just here kumbaya and worshiping. It's not listening to Christian radio, but it's loving his wife, his bride, his first lady, your local church that he puts you in. Amen. I know there's Calvary Chapels, Victory Outreach, and go on and on, name a bunch of, we discovered a new one that we've been, uh, I've been kind of getting to know them a little bit, Life.Church, and we have all these ministries, amen, powerful ministries around the world, but God didn't save me there. I love them, I glean off them, but my, my marriage commitment is here. The local church. My commitment is to my brothers in the faith that also pioneer churches. Amen? We're rooted in covenant. 
when I was a young man and God spoke to me about preaching the gospel and I started understanding the vision of church planning back in those days, I dedicated my heart. I said, one day I'm going to be a pastor. One day I'm going to go out and I'm going to pioneer a church. And I, I was always a driver since I've been young and I would see on the freeways cities like here. I see when I drive in Phoenix, I see the signs on the freeway that say Phoenix and Tucson. That's my brother over there. That's my sister over there. I'm connected with them. Went up north recently and I seen Phoenix and Flagstaff. I'm connected to the Godfather. I'm connected to Joe, Pastor Joe and Becky. Connected to Philemon. Amen. I think you guys called this Arizona Day. You're here from Arizona all day. When I go back to L.A., I think of my, when I see Los Angeles and Phoenix together, I think about how I'm connected to my mother church. Amen. I think about my brother-in-law, Robert, who pioneered in Los Angeles all those years. I think about many pastors. Amen. The Azusa church. You know my brother, brother-in-law, Woody, went on to be with the Lord. His daughter and, and his son-in-law rose up. Amen. Pastor Ray and Ronnie are doing a, a powerful work over there. Amen. The work continues on. Amen. Because our work isn't of our own. Amen. It's about, amen, God. And our works follow us even after we go and be with the Lord. Amen. And Jonathan makes a statement, 1 Samuel 18, 3. He says, and Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Amen. And that's being married to the church. When I say I'm a part of a local church, I have a responsibility to you. Not just about me. Amen. If I sin against God, it's just against God. It ain't against you. No, it's against you. When I drop the ball and I quit, I hurt everybody. When I leave a church, I hurt everybody. Marriages and divorce, they hurt everybody that's involved in those families. We're also a family. Amen. So we got to take our covenants very seriously. And the last one I want to look at is the work and business covenant. Genesis 31, 44 tells us a story about Laban and, and Jacob and how they made a covenant with each other. And he says in verse 44, he says, Now therefore come, let us make covenant between you and I, and let it be a witness between you and me, Colossians 3, verses 23 through 24, tells us whatever you do, do your work heartily as unto the Lord and not for people, knowing that it is from the Lord that you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the, it is the Lord Christ whom you serve. Our greatest testimony is not what we claim to be, it's who we are, our identity. It's not in the do, it's in the who. Our shared identity is that we do right to each other. Not just in the marriage, not just in the church, but also in the workplace and in business. The Lord has, has blessed, I remember talking to Pastor Art when we were sharing a building in, in Phoenix. And uh, we were sharing a, a building there at the, the uh, Seventh-day Adventist there. We were there for a couple years. And we were kind of outgrowing it. They, you know, they, they were limited. They only let us be there for three hours and stuff. It's time to get our own place. And I remember Pastor Art and I were talking over the phone. And he gave me, an, you know, he said, no, hey, you know, we have a, a building fund and all this stuff. And 
after we hung up, the Lord spoke to me and says, I am your building fund. You just move in faith and watch what I do. And I found this little church building on Lawrence in Phoenix, a street called Lawrence and 19th Avenue there. And we went to get this building, and that meant our overhead was going to go a little higher. And, and my manager there, amen, and Sister Della said, I don't know. I said, well, the Lord will provide. He is our building fund. I'm under God's economy. God will make a way. She thinks I tell her that sometimes just to get her to not worry. Amen. She, she'll tell, she tells me, I look at the books. Her job is to look at the books. My job is to look to God. And I tell her, look to God. And, and we see God. And God kept us there four years in that place until they sold it. We had to find another place. And we found this other place. It gets better, you guys. Listen to this. So we found this new place. And we're you know, excited about it. I remember when they were selling that property. And uh, I remember I told the Lord that morning I prayed. I said, God, I don't have time to look for a building. This is too much for me. I, I need you to open a door. And my first customer that morning, he, he knew I was a pastor. I never really talked to him about my church or business so forth. But I witnessed to him, told him about the Lord, told him who I was. He tells me, does your church need a building? Because I am a, I just got my license in, in a commercial realty and I could get you a building. I didn't tell him anything. I just got them praying in my truck. I go there, and he, he tells me this, and he led us to the building that we're at today. It gets better. Amen. So we're all going over there. We got this room, amen, and, we, and our children are going to be in this room. We had children and all this thing at the time, amen. And we get to the new building, and it's the biggest overhead at that time that we ever had. Amen. And, and she had to walk away. I'm signing the lease by faith. And she's like, she walked away. She's like, I can't even look, Amen. And, and Brother Bobby was there when we were doing that, amen, and, uh, and I was just signing by faith, amen, I said, the Lord's going to come through somehow, and we get into this place, and, and we have a church exodus, amen, then COVID hit, I said, oh, my faith was being challenged a little bit, but we made a covenant a business ethic covenant with our landlady. And we said, we're not going to get out of it. We talked about it. Government was offering programs to people. As for me and my house, the Lord is my provider. The government is not my provider. Amen. The Lord is my provider. God's going to make a way. We signed this. We're going to honor our covenant with this lady. And I tell you, miraculously, God has met every financial need. We made our commitments to missions. We never stopped paying missions. We never stopped giving to our mother church. We, we kept all our commitments. And I've seen the Lord supernaturally year after year keep us there. And one thing we've been praying, Lord, we need to stay in one place. Lord, we don't want to move around no more. We want to stay in one place. Let us stay here. And, and the, the, the option of the lease came in this year. Amen. And she didn't want to open it. We were wondering, oh, man, they're going to hit us, amen. And to make a long story short, we opened it up, the option. We got blessed again. 
Amen. We're going to stay there more. Amen. And God is meeting a need. We're seeing people come back to the Lord. Amen. Uh, we've seen, amen, in that time, amen, God uh, uh, strengthened our nucleus. Amen. Sister Priscilla's been with us over 10 years now. Amen. Uh, and we've had others in, in our church, amen, that have been there for many years. Amen. We're PC Phoenix strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Amen. Uh, and tomorrow they're keeping the doors open. They know what to do. Amen. Uh, and God is doing powerful things things in Phoenix and we are becoming a and we are a stronghold for God in the city and that has a lot to do with the work ethics and the business ethics that job you have see there's no such thing as Christian work I mean I'm sorry no such thing as just secular work everything is Christian work some people say man one day and I become full-time I'll be a have Christian work no my Christian I'm in Christian work now Every opportunity I come across, every person, every customer, every person I've come across, amen, that I could either reflect Jesus or I could tell them about Jesus, amen. But I'm ethical. Ethical in the workplace, amen. It's not just being a testimony here, but being a testimony out there. So in closing this morning, let's be a people of covenant, keeping our covenants. As God is a God of covenant, let us be a people of covenants. Do each other right. Be faithful to the Lord, but be faithful to each other. Be faithful in your marriage. Keep going in your marriage for the Lord. Amen. I believe that this is a key to revival. Could it be we're not seeing revival the way we want to see it? Not just because of, of what we would call sin but just the idea of not keeping our covenants that hinder our churches from growing. Amen? The lack of faithful people today, the lack of covenant keepers. It's the key to our marriage. It's the key to our church life. It's the key to our work life. I will, I, my covenant, I will not violate. I will not alter the utterance of my lips. Amen? Amen.